Coming to you from the M&M Exterior Studio in Nooksville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now. Well, let's jump in. I would love to hear more of your story and, you know, um, kind of this journey of traveling and what kind of this experience has been for you. So Cecile Blow, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Pleasure to be here. Um, So I started a business called Boundless Travels. Um, It is, I'm a travel advisor. I create unique bespoke uh, experiences for people all over the world. I focus mainly on, I call it adventure luxury travel. Um, And I really love the outdoors and I love doing remote destinations. And so that's what I try to pull through in my, in my business as I try to uh, give those opportunities to other people. I of course can plan a trip to anywhere, but I really enjoy doing like things that are a little out of the ordinary. Um, so my, my background is I, have done, I've worn a million hats and I've really always struggled as an adult of, you know, what I want to be when I grow up. And I had all, (laughs) and I've just never really had a traditional life. And I've always loved travel. Travel came into my life uh, at a very, very young age. My father's French and lived all over the world. And so I started traveling when I was very young and it's just something that you know I've always done and you know I went backpacking in Europe after I graduated from high school I did a year abroad in high school I backpack around the world for 10 months when I was after I graduated from um, graduate school and you know it was something that it just I never outgrew you know I just never you know, I never got married and had kids and stopped traveling and put it on the shelf. Like it was, you know, I'd have a job and then I'd quit it and go traveling for three months. And but my friends are like, when are, you know, when is this going to stop? And n- never, not why? It hasn't yet. why does it have to? Yeah. yeah. Why does it have to? So I basically, you know, after moving to DC, I'm originally from the West. I'm from Colorado. I moved out to DC to try and do some work things that, you know, don't quit your job in the middle of a recession and move across the country. Sometimes it's, you know, but I took a leap of faith and I moved out here and it didn't work out. And (laughs) after years of struggling of, you know, doing consulting, doing this, doing that, my mom and I were actually in Eastern Europe for a trip that I planned for us. And my mom said, why don't you do this? Why don't you? And I was like, oh, you know, that's not a job. You can't make it a real job. Yeah. It's like travel agents are dead or what, you know, like, and then it sort of the idea grew in my brain and I started reaching out and basically cold calling like travel agencies in the area. And, you know, at this point I'm like in my mid thirties and (laughs) I'm like basically trying to figure out you know, how do you do this? You know, just because having a love for travel is not enough. (laughs) Obviously there's a lot on the back end. And then basically no one really wanted to take me on or like teach me or so, you know, what I did, what a lot of uh, advisors do is I became an IC, an independent contractor, and I started my own business. And in 2018, Boundless Travels was born 
And, um, you know, it was, it was the very end of the year. My first client came in December of 2018 and, you know, basically 2019 was a lot of, um, building the plane and flying the plane at the same time. (laughs) And, you know, I think when you're a business owner, you, you, you not only have to know how to do what your business does, you also have to learn how to do marketing and accounting and tech and, you know, all All the the pieces, yeah, all the pieces. And so that was quite, you know, some things easier than others. And, you know, reaching out to every, like my friend, that's a tax attorney, my friend, that's a graphic designer, like help, help, you know, and yeah, learning to do things and learning when to pay people to do things that you cannot do. And, um, (laughs) basically 2019 went great, you know, as a building and I had a few clients and I started to build and build and build and it was going really well. And then beginning of 2020, I had already more travel booked than I did the whole year of 2019. I remember in February being like, I'm so busy. There's not enough time in the day, blah, 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 blah. Business is booming. Yeah. Like it's (laughs) going to be great. Like travel is just out of control. And then um, we all know what happened. <laughs> and global pandemic. The global pandemic. And it, you know, it sent the travel industry reeling and can't see. So the first, you know, the first month it's cancel, 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 reschedule, don't cancel it. Let's reschedule it. Let's push it out. Let's, you know, cause we're, I, I remember thinking, you know, March of 2020, it was like, this will be over by summer. You know, people will be traveling by, by the summer. Like, let's push things out into the fall. Let's push. And then yeah. it just, you know, the mark just kept moving and moving and moving and moving. And, pe- you know, a lot of people did reschedule. A lot of people didn't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was hard in, in, in the travel industry amongst ourselves. You know, it's like, what do we do? What do we do? What have, what do we do? You know? And it's like the art, the, the word of 2020, of course, is pivot, pivot, pivot. pivot. And it's like, it, it, you know, travel's a really hard industry to pivot, you know, and you, people, certain people did virtual things and it, it just, it really, it was really hard and it was really hard to stay positive. And I just made a decision that, you know, I was not going to push travel necessarily. I thought it was irresponsible. And, you know, certain people have been traveling almost the whole time, you know, and it's like, that's your choice. And certain people are, you know, more comfortable with risk than others. And, you know, I, my role is to help you travel safely and give you the knowledge. And I haven't really had any clients traveling, so it uh, hasn't really been a, an issue for me, but just trying to stay positive for my clients, stay in front of my clients and be like, remember me, I haven't, gone out, of, I haven't gone out of business. Well, that's <laughs> you know? the thing. Like, I feel like with travel, it's something that because there's, it's the pendulum, you know, it's swung the so far over because we haven't been able to do it so that there's going to be a boom that people are going to want to totally travel. So yeah, it's and we're like, like all desperately we can, hanging on. Yeah. Like that. just hold on long enough. And don't, don't pivot. Coming. Like I definitely have colleagues that have clients that are 
that are traveling, but it's also, I mean, it's getting better now with the vaccines, but like last fall, people are trying to travel and then the COVID tests went in and then, you know, like canceling or you test positive the day before you go. And it's just like, yeah. And there's going to be chaos from a business with the- perspective. It's like from a dealing with clients perspective, it's like, Oh my God, this is a nightmare. Oh yeah. You no. Know? And luckily I didn't really have to, but I'm seeing all my other call in these stories and like people yeah. trapped here and people, you know, like can't go and yeah. it, it became risky to travel, you know, just like financially okay. and health wise, obviously health wise, but yeah. And it's like, I don't know. And now things, you know, are we're really looking up i think we're finally at the light at the end of the tunnel but you know and uh, the united states has been doing great like with our vaccine numbers yeah. but now we just gotta get other countries out yeah. there because it's i was looking at thing. southeast yeah. asia yeah. most southeast asian countries are like under one percent vaccinated so it's like you've got all these americans are like all right you know europe just opened for vaccination you know and people yeah. are like let us out let us out and yeah. some the world is like oh okay wait 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 <laughs> Well, you, you brought up something on our last phone call. And as you were talking, I kind of was putting these pieces together that I was like, Oh, I would love to pick your brain about this. So you had said before on the call that the, that the, you clean this up for me. Cause I'm going to stumble through it. So you okay. say, tell me what you said, if you remember, but it was basically like most of the joy in traveling is the pre-planning of it. Like the, the mm-hmm. preparing for it, the mm-hmm. thinking, the anticipation. And so I'm wondering, you know, I was listening to you traveling so much throughout your life in different stages. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine, she actually was a past podcast guest. Um, she had struggled with some mental health, some really deep depression. And Mm -hmm. she told, shared a story about how she traveled by herself after um, she hit a really low point and it was so healing and therapeutic. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, we were talking kind of before we got started on the episode today about we're in a weird time, like Mm -hmm. no matter what, everyone's sick of the pandemic, but it's, (laughs) it's reality. It's like, we're in this weird time. And, you know, as you just said, the world is starting to open up but it's still going to be a while everyone's comfort levels and just um, availability or ability, I guess, just ability to travel is all different. It's all over the place. Mm -hmm. So I would love though, to kind of dig in deeper to how traveling can be therapeutic because then people can do if a luxury vacation, I mean, believe me, that's on my goal poster. Like that's what I want, you know, kind of some great, you know, experience. Um, But even any side kind of trip, because that's why I loved what you said about the joy. It's almost like that joy is in the journey. The joy is in the planning. Mm -hmm. And so how can we use travel to heal throughout this crazy time? I feel like it's just building on what you said. It's just like, well, pandemic or not, like if you've got something on the books, if you're like, I'm going to Tahiti in six months, it's like, something to look forward to some and it's something major to look forward to like it's so exciting and you know reading articles about Tahiti or looking at the or and I'm just using that as an example but yeah. I think oh, I'm happy to go there <laughs> well yeah that's why and you know it's just getting excited about something like and especially in the past year there's been so little to be excited about and so mm. little to look forward to and because you know And so it's like, even if you don't know when you're going to go, if you know you want to go, like start thinking about it, it's going to bring 
joy into your life. It's going to bring, you know, a tiny little gem of happiness that you're like, I may not go tomorrow, but I'm going to go. And that's what I try to always impart on my clients too, is like, I think if we've learned anything this year, it's like, don't wait, don't wait. You never know what's around the corner. And like so many people, like you just said, it's on my bucket list. It's on my, you know, there's so many people that want to do this or want to see this place or want to take somebody somewhere or whatever, you know? And it's like, do it, like start doing it now, start thinking about it. And, you know, even if you go in a year, even if you go in two years, it's, Still, you're going to have the anticipation of that and the is going to be a little nugget to carry you through like, you know, because you may be like, oh, I'm having the crappiest day. Oh, I hate my job. Oh, I hate my children or whatever. But you're like, but I'll be in Tahiti in six months or whatever. You know, it's like there's something to look forward to. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and I do think that's I mean, that's just the anticipate. I I'm a planner. That's also why I'm good at my job. And so I do really enjoy the like getting down into dirty and the details and, you know, Ooh, and I, I'm a very logistical person. I'm like, Oh, we, we can do that. And then we do that. And then we go this and it makes more sense to do it this way. And like, I love that. So I love planning trips. I'm always like three, like it, it's as my, <laughs> my travel, like my years are like packed. Like I'm already like, okay, 2022, all my trips are planned 2023. Okay. If you want to go somewhere with me, or if you want to do something, let's start talking about 2023. Cause like, yes. I'm like, I just, I'm always like one st- I'm the person also that's like eating my meal and like planning what I'm going to have for the yeah. next meal. So I'm the same way with travel. <laughs> like, I'm You're the on. type of person I like to travel with because um, it's like, I can't fly by the seat of my pants completely. Like, so if I was with another person who is just like, I don't care, I would have anxiety. Right. But if I'm with someone who's planned it, then I'm just like, I don't care. Cause sure. Tell me what to do. You know? Yeah. It's kind of like one of my very good friends who we've been traveling together. We've known each other literally almost our entire lives. And she's like, she's so lucky. Cause I'm like, Oh, do you want to go to the Galapagos? Do you want to do this? And she's like, yeah, yeah. And she just shows up and like, gives me her credit card and that's it. Yeah. yeah. And then sometimes I'm like, you know, I, I definitely am controlling and like to be pulling the strings and stuff. But then sometimes yeah. I'm like, can you just pick what we're having for dinner? Like yeah. make one decision, make one decision. <laughs> like, And then she'll be like this. I'm like, no, 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 let's go here instead. <laughs> All right. I want to hear about traveling because you even use Tahiti as an example. So I want to go the opposite direction Okay. because if we're kind of looking at this whole idea of traveling can be healing. Mm -hmm. I think so often when people think of travel, travel planner, vacations, or maybe it's just me, it's like, I want to go sit on a beach. I want to do nothing except drink and look at the beach. And that's great. And there's a season and I look forward to doing that. But I think, you know, especially for me, the people you meet along the way, the experiences you've have that you've had. So how has traveling, do you have any kind of experiences from your past and things like that, that have really been memorable or just to speak in general on it for people to encourage them to think outside of the box beyond just resort living or something? So I definitely encourage people to get out of their comfort zones. Mm -hmm. I feel I personally don't travel, you know, like you just said, every once in a while, if you want to go down to Mexico and do the all inclusive and you don't live, leave the resort and you're there for three days, what, you know, whatever, like every great, every, you know, 
yeah, you just drink at the bar and lay on the sun and try not to get, you know, but that I, that's not, to me, that's not true travel. That's yeah. like a vacation, you know, mm-hmm. that's a escape. But mm-hmm. I really, I mean, the Dominican Republic is a really good example of a country like this because most people go to the Dominican Republic and they don't leave their gated resorts and that's it. They go down there and there, I mean, there are tons of them down there and mm-hmm. that's, you know, you don't see anything in the country. You don't see any locals except the ones working there who have to be nice to you and have to, you know, mm-hmm. and I went and my friend, actually the friend I was just talking about, we, you know, we didn't go to a gated resort. We rented a car. We drove through the country. We went and stayed at some amazing places. We stayed at a treehouse lodge. And I mean, we just had the most amazing time and we ate with locals and we met locals and we ate in local restaurants and, you know, you just learn so much more from, and and not even local sometimes, but just other, other travelers. And it's yeah. like getting out of your little bubble, like you're taking your bubble with you, but you need to get out of the bubble. That's the transformational joy of travel is seeing how the rest of the world lives and, you know, seeing how your experiences compared to somebody else's experiences. And sometimes they're not good. And sometimes it's not, you know, you're like, I lived in Morocco for several months and hated it. And like, everyone talks about, oh, Morocco is amazing. And I'm always like, oh yeah, but I was living there. I lived with a family in a Medina. I was working there. Like I had the true Moroccan spirit and Morocco is wonderful. And I met wonderful people and, you know, it was what it was, but you know, it's just like from a vacation standpoint, it's not my favorite country, but I also learn things about how other people live. I learn things about my own life that I take for granted on a daily basis that you're like, thank God I don't live, you know, like I get to live in a country where I'm not, you know, because I'm a single woman constantly harassed. I mean, sometimes, but you know, or all, I mean, we could, that's a whole nother discussion, but I think travel is just so, I mean, for, as I could go on and on about this, but I just think it's just such a wonderful way. And you just, you also meet the kindest people and you learn things, you know, your perceptions of a country. Like I went to Iran in 2018 and it was one of the most incredible experiences I've ever had. And, you know, all we're taught is, you know, Iranians are terrorists and Iran bad, axis of evil, you know, and it's like, they were some of the most generous giving kind people I have ever met anywhere in any of my travels. And I had such an amazing experience. And it was like, if if you, you know, and that's everywhere, there are amazing people in every country. And it's like, we're all the same. We're all so different, but we're also also the same. And I just think for kindness and everything, it's just, I think travel just opens your heart and your mind, you know? And I just think it's, imperative you to get going back to the bubble to the you know like you're never going to learn those things and see those things if you never leave that beach if you never leave that resort and so I don't that's I like to encourage that in my personal travels and in my business like I said I, I want people to have get out of their comfort zone, feel the flush of adventure, whether it be because you're actually like on a cliff or just because you're somewhere new or you're somewhere a little un- and not unsafe, but like uncomfortable, you know, like yeah. you're, and I guarantee you, those are the good stories. Those are the better stories. Like every one of my hilarious, you know, of, or not everyone, but a lot of my travel stories are like 
that are hilarious that I remember are like the bad experiences or the experiences that you're like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Or like, I can't believe you talked yes. me into this. Oh, well, let's then share one with us. You know, it's so funny. Like that's the whole idea of the, when I started the podcast, it's like the, the things that happen to us that are like the craziest. I mean, that is, I mean, it's like a simple thing is that's when growth happens mm-hmm. when we're outside of our comforts and that's what growth happens. And it's funny because like, I remember hearing something too, about when you take a vacation, sometimes the shorter they are, the actually like the more memorable they are and the more experiences you have. And so one of the things also, I think from the pandemic going on that is like people these days are so like, or before the pandemic are like, check it off the list, check it off the list, Instagram, 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 got to go here. And it's like, that's also not how you feel a place or experience a place. Like go somewhere and stay there for some time. You know, you don't need to go 10 places in 10 days, like go two places in 10 days, you know? And it's like, there's this constant drive to be like, I've been to this many countries or I saw this, I saw that, I saw that I'm standing in front of that. There's a picture of me on Instagram, you know? And it's like, that's also like, slow down, slow down, take, immerse yourself, you know? And like, yeah. That's the other thing. Like I really try to encourage people, you know, sometimes big hotel chains are great, but it's like, stay in that little bed and breakfast, stay in that locally owned, whatever, you know, it's like, that's where you're going to get more of a sense of what is going on, you know? But yeah. uh, it's, I mean, the story I can tell you. So um, it's another reason why to use a travel. It's funny because as I get older too, and you get a little more money and it's like, you think of how you used to travel and it's like, oh my God, I would never do that. And that's um, <laughs> what I tried. A lot of- is this like a buyer? It's a, it's a traveler beware story. Like this is why you always well, it's more leave a note. Like, this is it's why. just a, a comfort thing. You know, like I talk yeah. about adventure and stuff, but it's also nice, like having things set up in advance. So it's like, you don't, you don't have to worry about like, how am I going to get to the hotel from the airport? I don't speak whatever, like how this bus or that bus or like when, how much does this cost? How am I going to get from A to Z? Like, that's where I really like, that's what I, cause a lot of my clients have never used travel advisors before. And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. where it comes in. Like, that's the, that's the backpacking, you know, young adult thing where you're like, I have no money. And like, it took a 10 hour bus to get here. And you're like, I don't care where I sleep, yeah, I sleep, sleep on, on a, a bed full you know, of, wherever. you know, in a, within a room with a hundred other people. And it's like, we're not doing that anymore. Like you're going to have somebody at the airport with your name on a sign and you're going to get in their car and they're going to drive you to your nice place. And then you're going to have, you know, and it's like the little logistics and stuff that like mm-hmm. are all taken care of, you know? So all you focus on is fun, fun or whatever, you know? And it's like, those yeah. are the things, like the seamlessness of what I can provide for you that you don't have to worry about, you know? But, uh, so what kind of trouble have you gotten okay, into so- then? <laughs> <laughs> One of, so um, when I was in Southeast Asia, we were in Laos. Oh, no. Yeah, we had just crossed into Laos from Thailand. And it was in this little, small village in northern Laos. And we were trying to get to Luang Prabang, which is a town in Laos. And the only way <laughs> to get there is by river, like the Mekong runs through Laos. And so... Um, there's not a whole lot of, or there wasn't a whole lot of infrastructure. So, you know, we're kind of in, so when I was there, there was, um, there's no like ATMs, there's no, you can't use your card. You can't. So basically we're in Thailand 
pulling all this money cash out of an ATM and carrying it over the border. And then we change it all into um, whatever. I can't remember what the currency is, but like, it was funny. Cause we were like, we're millionaires. Like we had literally had like millions <laughs> of, you know, the money, but that's all the money you have. So like, but so the, anyway, the story is to get to Luang Prabang, you could take the fast boat, the speed boat or the slow boat. And the speedboat is what it's, you know, takes six hours or whatever. And the slow boat takes 24 on a boat with 50 people. And, you know, and we were like, obviously, we're going to take the speedboat. So we had to, we, the next morning we come down and it is literally like a humongous dugout canoe with a massive motor on the back. And it's me and my friend and then these four guys from England and this woman from England. And the guy hands out helmets and we're like, what? And um, he's like, yeah, let's go. So he throws all our stuff in the front of the boat. We get in, you sit side by side, two people, and you have to sit cross-legged like with your knees up and he roars up this engine and he just smoked like a cigarette the whole time. He didn't speak any English. And we take off down the Mekong in this boat and we're like, okay, all right. And then like, I don't know how long you can sit with your legs crossed up, but after about an hour of it, your legs start to hurt so bad. My friend's like, I, I'm going to jump out of the boat. I'm going to jump out. Of the I'm like, good. Then I can spread out my legs. Like, cause it was excruciating oh, no. pain. And then the boat breaks down. So the boat breaks down. We're in the mid, like the middle of the jungle. There is nothing around us. So the boat, the guy pulls over on the side. We all get up. We're all like, okay, great. We can stand up. Like we can get out of the boat. And so we're standing. Are you still wearing your helmets? <laughs> we didn't have our helmets on yet. We, nobody had their helmet on. And so we're just standing on the side of the, the Mekong River in the jungles of Laos. And the dude just like runs into the jungle and he's gone for like an hour. And we're like, is he coming back? Like, is he... We don't know. And now like nobody has, nobody has anything that works. Like phones don't work. <laughs> Nothing works. And then he comes back with a new propeller and he puts it on the boat and we take off and we get back in the boat and our legs start to hurt. And then it starts to rain and it's like torrential downpour. And so everybody puts their helmets on. Cause it's like, it's cause we're on a speedboat. So we're like speeding and then with Trent, so it's just, it hurts. It's so painful. And our bags are soaking wet, like everything's soaking wet. And the only good thing about the rain is like, it takes your mind off how bad your legs hurt. So we finally like it increases misery in one area, yeah, decrease misery in another. And so we did, we finally get to Loing for bang like nine hours later everything's soaked. Our bags are all soaked. Everything like we're all, everybody's furious. Everybody's like, but there's absolutely nothing you can do. I mean, and, you're not going to write a bad Yelp review on that yeah. one. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it doesn't exist. And basically the, the lesson is always take the slow boat. <laughs> always take the slow boat. I like that. Yeah. Always take yep. the slow boat. And it was, oh, but it's gosh. like one of the, I will never forget that experience. And I tell people, mm-hmm. I mean, people's reactions are horrible and it, it was, it was awful, but it's like so memorable and so funny in retrospect. And like, what a 
crazy situation to have yourself in and like <laughs> always take this but you were but you made it through to me like anytime I'm I'm experiencing something to me it's always this will be a great story mm-hmm. like what a great story because if everything goes accordingly you have no good stories right. it's always the craziness that starts the good yeah. stories so but if you use boundless travels I'm not going to make you take the slow boat or the speed I'm not going to make you Exactly. That's just my, that's my silver lining, (laughs) you know, find humor in the crazy things. But like you said, like we're getting older now. Yeah. I don't really want to, I can't even imagine now there's no way I would, I would be like that Karen that would be like, stop the boat. This is ridiculous. Take me back. You know, like, (laughs) I feel like that when I'm in, I mean, I I I haven't been in cabs. Yeah, I know. It's it's like driving when um, I remember in college, I was lucky enough to go to Italy. My friend's dad was a law professor and he was there for the summer doing, um, you know, taking law students there for the whole summer in Italy. So I got to go for two weeks. And it was just like you said earlier about like, we spent a couple days like in Venice where most people just pass through, look at it and are on their way. And we had actually like a little, it's actually probably an Airbnb, but this was however many years ago, almost 20 years ago. So it Airbnb was before a Airbnb. rental. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just like a little, like little house in the middle of the streets. And it was so neat to be there for, like I said, I think we were there at least three days. And so in a place where you kind of, by the end, we felt like we knew the little, oh, we're going to get our little Mm -hmm. breakfast here and we're going to walk through the street. And we just got to feel, you know, kind of start to have those experiences. But of course, what do I remember about Venice? The bird that pooped on my head and we couldn't get into (laughs) our place for hours. And that's good luck. It was just like stuck in my head. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. There's so many, you know, we're just at that time though, where there's so many, there's always been pros and cons and, you know, it's always going to continue. There's never all good or all bad, but it is the, the opportunity we're given though, is to say, Hey, let's slow down. You know, let's not just bucket list check stuff off. Like what's actually the experience. And that's why for me, it goes back to this whole idea of using travel to heal, you know, of that's, you know, it starts by having something to look forward to, you know, and then it, it continues by having an experience, especially if, you know, they say a lot of times as you're building your confidence and courage, you know, courage is built by feeling afraid and doing it anyway. Cause if you didn't feel afraid, you wouldn't need courage. So, you know, you actually have to do the hard thing. I, there's a great quote. That's like, courage is like a muscle. You got to use it to mm-hmm. strengthen it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, I think with travel, you know, for me, I grew up as an army brat. <clears throat> so I, my mom is reminding me of this lately because I've been telling her how my kids are like, we never do anything. We never go anywhere after we went to Arizona for a month Mm -hmm. to quarantine, Mm -hmm. you know, from Virginia. But um, she's like, yeah, you guys too said that, you know, we like skied the the tallest mountain in Germany. And then like a week later, you're like, why don't we ever go on vacation? Because, you know, (laughs) we didn't go on like regular vacations, but we had lots, lots of opportunities. And so it's one of those things though, that I have these experiences from my life that I've been able to draw on. Like when I got lost in the blizzard on that mountain by myself at, you know, nine years old or something and found some nice Germans to help me get to the cabin. And it's like, I always thought that was just a funny story mm-hmm. of the time I got lost in the blizzard. And what I've realized now yeah, is that hilarious. that is actually a story that I know it's like funny from my right. perspective, not no. my mom's probably. Um, but I've like pulled from that, like that kind of became the thread of me where, you know what, I got lost as a kid and I found my way out and I made it happen. And so I can do that again, you know, and I think with traveling, the more experiences you have, 
it just, it's like building that confidence and that courage to, you know, translate it to other areas of our life. So I just think that I'm excited to see the opportunities that await as the world Mm -hmm. opens back up and people have these new perspectives. Well, and I mean, it might encourage people that have never really thought about doing some stuff to like, you know, you never want to do things more than when you can't do them. (laughs) So exactly. I, yeah. And I, I think this is going to give, you know, and I think it's just a real, it's a real opportunity for destinations, for the industry, for people just to sort of grow from this experience and like hopefully take the good and the bad and be able to like make, make travel better, make it, you know, like a better experience for everyone, the locals, the people coming and protecting these places and having respect for them and, you know, making just the experience as a whole better. And I think it's a great opportunity, you know, that probably, you know, talking about over tourism and stuff, like if this world shutdown hadn't happened, you know, it probably wouldn't have been possible to start over. So, yeah, I love the reminder about, you know, the sustainability, protecting the place you're visiting, honoring the places you're visiting and the people, because it's through, you know, like you've talked about too, the people you met along the way, the connections you've made, you know, that's more important than just this selfish, you know, this is all about me and what I'm going to get from it. So yeah, for my, for the gram. I feel like travel, like social media has opened up travel to so many people, but it's also just like helping destroy it. (laughs) Yeah. All the Instagrammable places. And then you just go for the picture. Mm -hmm. And well, as we wrap up, I would love to hear your perspective on people that want to start traveling. But as you said, it's important we get out of our bubbles. Mm -hmm. So how can people start taking those first couple steps to get out of their bubble, get out of okay, I'm, I've gone to the resorts, but I really want to, I want to embrace this new opportunity we've been given in the next couple of years. How can people start to get out of that bubble? Use a travel advisor. I mean, you've <laughs> like set it up perfectly for yeah. me, but it's like, if you want to, you know, get out of your bubble and your comfort zone a little bit, but you still want to be sure that everything's going to go okay, have a professional help you plan your trip have a professional who knows what they're doing, who, you know, has experience, has the knowledge, has the know-how and the resources set you up to succeed. So you aren't just going to a new place flying blind. I mean, some people love to do that, but like, if you are pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, like do it smartly, do it, you know, so like I said, ever before, like everything's set up for you. You don't have to, you'll be in a new place and that you'll have that rush of excitement and for that, but you're not going to have to worry about, am I staying in the wrong part of town? Am I staying in the wrong place? Like who's going to, who is this person? Are they going to, you know, like everything Mm -hmm. will be set up for you. So you won't have to worry about that. All you have to worry about is seeing this new place or this new culture, this, you know, whatever. And yeah. um, also I would say as, as people are, this isn't so much about like getting out of your comfort zone, but just becoming comfortable with travel again, like mm. baby steps. Like if you haven't been on a plane mm-hmm. in a year and a half or two years or something, and you're nervous, you don't have to go on a two week adventure to Iran, you know, go 
Mm-hmm. Go to New York City or go to somewhere, you know, go for a couple days, see it out, try it out. How does it feel? Because that muscle is going to come back. You're going to be in the, you know, you may be trepidatious about going to the airport or being in a plane or being, you know, but as long as you're doing it safely and, you know, it's baby steps and you're going to get more and more confident and you're going to be like, oh, I remember this. I remember being in an airport. I remember being on a plane. Like, this is no biggie. Like, yeah. So that's, that's great advice. Mm-hmm. Cause I think sometimes we underestimate the anxiety that's kind of lurking after such mm-hmm. this weird season. Yeah. So I appreciate Absolutely. that. I'm going to ask the hard question. Cause I know people are thinking it. <laughs> so how financially, how does it work to hire a travel agent? Like, so if someone's budgeting, is there like a certain percentage that you kind so, of, how does that work? Um, so it depends every Every advisor is different, um, but uh, um, me personally, so what I do is I have uh, several, um, two different types of services, and um, I do charge a fee because mm-hmm. um, it's an. I do a lot of work on the front end. I spend yeah. a lot of time. I research. I conversations. I mean, it's hours and hours and hours of work. Oh, for sure. And so there's an upfront fee um, that I charge um, depending on which service you use. And then that's non-refundable. You give that to me. I um, plan the trip. We go, you know, we plan it together. We do everything. Um, If you decide not to go on the trip, which I've never had anybody do, but uh, um, I keep the fee. And then what happens is a lot of travel advisors are paid commission, which has nothing to do mm-hmm. with you, but um, is built into it. But it's, sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes, you know, I don't, that's also why I charge yeah. the fee is because I want to yeah. be motivated by commission. Like I, yeah. I want to put you in a place that fits you, that is right for you, that I know you're going to enjoy. And I don't want to worry about what the payout's going to be, you know? So, um, and you also, you travel advisors don't get that commission until after you travel. Some places mm-hmm. like airlines don't pay commission. Um, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes the percentages, that's all worked out internally by the, 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 the partner. But um, yeah. It's also, I mean, another thing travel advisors do is they have relationships with all these, you know, everybody that I use. So it's like you get amenities that you wouldn't get if you booked on your own, or you Mm -hmm. get upgrades, or you get late checkout, or you get what free breakfast. You know, it's like the relationships that we have are also an added benefit to using one. I mean, you don't get it every time, obviously, but, you know, or if something goes wrong, I think that's the other thing with like what we're learning from like all those people Mm -hmm. that had vacations that they booked through experience. Expedia or on travel zoo or whatever, they got screwed and they didn't get their money Mm -hmm. back if they, you know, and you know, I'm like your advocate, I'm your recourse if you need it, hopefully you never do, but you know, like I'm fighting for you. And so, yeah, well, I'm glad you've been able to hold on through the pandemic. I want you to keep holding on because like, come on, it's coming. I just know that so many people are going to be traveling again. And, you know, there's so many benefits, like you said, to traveling, you know, beyond just, you know, staying inside our bubble and basically just moving our bubble from one place to another. And like, also you can combine, yeah. like, if you like laying on the beach, you can definitely do that and go have adventures doing something else. Or, you know, like you could, yeah. there's so many opportunities. It's not like one or the other, like I one do trips where people do all sorts of stuff. That's awesome. If people want to get in touch with you, of course, to learn more, but more importantly, to book something. 
How can they get? Um, so you can go to my website, uh, www.boundless-travels.com. Uh, there's a hyphen in there. Um, you can reach out to me, send me a note. I'm also on social media, uh, Facebook, Boundless Travels, Instagram, Boundless Travels. Um, send me a message. Find me. Let's go. Yay. <laughs> Let's go travel. Yes. Let's start planning that trip so we can have Plan the joy. It. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing I'll just to look like, forward to the, talking about all this pent up demand for travel. If you are thinking that you want to go somewhere next year or in the near future, um, you should start looking into it because there is yeah. a lot of pent up demand and things are filling up quickly. So, yeah, it's going to be a year away. Uh, Get it. I mean, and I, I, I advocated for this before the pandemic, like book sooner rather than later, because you want to make sure you get the room that you want at that hotel or whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, because if you wait till the last yeah. minute, you're sometimes compromising something you didn't necessarily want, but. Yeah, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always have like commitment issues. Like, oh, am I really going to follow through with it? But once again, as I get older, I'm like, oh, wait, I want you know, if I know I want this, why are we putting it off? We might as well, well, and if you book it, then you're like, you can't do that anymore. You can't seesaw. You're like, no, I'm going. Not like, should That's I, why go? I need to go get should my I go? You're like, no, I'm going. And it's on the book. I'm going. And I've paid a deposit for it. So yep. I've already paid for it. So, all right, with that, that's it. We have to get our passports. Yes, yes We're getting do, our passports. definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for sharing your insight. Yeah, this was really fun. Thanks for having me on. And that's a wrap for now. Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. For all things flushing, visit our website at flushingitout.com. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.